Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Crubcast. My name is Kevin, also known as the Golden Bolt, and I'm here today with uh, the one in the top left corner for the video version of this podcast that was just dancing, Nico. Hi, Nico. <laughs> What's up? Uh, I'm here with Wolf Kaosan. Hi, Sean. Hi, that's me. And I'm here with the host and uh, topic provider of today's episode, Mr. Moriarty. Hello. And yes, today we're going to be talking about, well, kind of the hype cycle in general. And the reason why is because, well, if you were paying any attention, we've got the Xbox showcase. We've got the Summer Game Fest, the Devolver Digital, whatever, the thing, this thing, that thing, the wholesome thing, all of these different game shows. And while, yeah, there's different releases and, and different trailers and things that have been shown in those, I don't really want to talk about any one of them. I kind of want to talk about all of it. I want to talk a little bit about what it's like to to be a fan of these things and see them coming in and uh, uh, see the, the various games and movies and, you know, the whole hype cycle and how it actually plays out with us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think perhaps the easiest way to just kind of start this off is uh, we'll, we'll just go with one of the questions that I had kind of prepared for uh, our wonderful cast here, um, which is the question of what is a piece of media? And it could be TV. It could be movie. It could be game. It could be music. It doesn't really matter. Just a piece of entertainment in general. So if you bring up your you know, high school math book, that is out. But pretty much everything <laughs> else is good. That Damn you it. were incredibly hyped for. Specifically, thanks to its marketing, its pre-release information, its trailer, whatever. So you saw the trailer, you saw, you know, um, the, the early releases, you saw somebody playing it on Twitch before it came out, and you went, oh my god, I have to have that. And then you get the game, or you get the movie, you go see it, you go listen to the song, whatever it is, and you realize that actually, you don't like it at all. You don't like it at all. <laughs> so I think maybe, uh, Nico, you're going to have a really interesting take here. I can see already. Um, so please tell me yeah. a little bit about what piece of media it was, how the marketing affected you and why it was bad. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> so it's going to be a little eclectic for um, maybe for some of you guys. Moriarty, you might know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's not eclectic. Um so because the internet by Childish Gambino uh, was, I was really, really anticipating that record when it came out. It came out in 2013. Uh, it came out in, I think, December of that year. Um, and I was a huge, I was all in on Donald Glover at this point, right? I was all in because I was like a weird, like a weird kid in high school. And uh, that's the type of person he was making music for at that time time. Have I grown out of that? Absolutely. But at that time, I was incredibly, incredibly excited for Because the Internet by Childish Gambino, because, uh, you know, I've always liked data my entire life, pretty much. Um, and when you see two points, you can draw a line. And Gambino had the cul-de-sac EP. He had um, the EP titled EP, I believe, and he had Camp, right? And those are all very similar in that they're just lighthearted, like punchline rap with a little bit of impact here and there. And that's what I expected out of Because the Internet. Now, 
really quick for those of you who haven't consumed this record. Um, the first half of it is actually, I've revisited it, very solid, solid record, right? But mm -hmm. leading up to it, he did a lot to get people hype. He was like, oh, he got Jaden Smith involved, like, before Jaden Smith was like a... <laughs> Before he was yeah. like a meme, right? And before he was even like like really famous, he was he got him involved because he was just like, okay, he's gonna play like young me in this, you know, he's gonna play the young protagonist like in this um screenplay that he wrote, and um the record dropped. I'm and... sorry, all I can think of now is that Key and Peele, um, the the Key and Peele skit where he's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing uh, which, him getting that that thing and going, oh, I told you I wanted to only do realistic ones. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so, okay, so the record comes out, and it's not the lighthearted romp that I was looking for. It's just mm -hmm. sad for it no sad. reason. And it's only sad for no reason if you don't know the context. So I believe at that time, Gambino was seeing Janae Aiko in some context. Yeah. Right? Or had seen Janae Aiko in some context, but she was like, "I don't really want to like be with you like long term." And um, him and Chance around that time were becoming friends, and I think Chance introduced. I suspect this is all, uh, this is all, uh, you know, what is speculation. Um, but I suspect that Chance the rapper got Donald Glover into acid, mm -hmm. and he had an ego death. And became like just it, that, uh, you know you, know you say I that because like that is definitely the whole album of Beyond uh, Beat uh, the the Internet album is just kind of about the futility of like existence. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. It's interesting too because I think that that's the one album that nobody's favorite song is from. Right. <laughs> with, with, right. Like Camp has um, Camp has uh, uh, burn, bonfire bonfire. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, his greatest song of all time, Redbone on. Um, uh, the next album, yep. and then my ringtone. You, then you've got you know uh, uh, this is America, and then so like he's got these huge big hits. But when you look at uh, because the internet, there's there's really nothing there, right? Like yeah. what would be it? Would it be like it, it would be three thousand five, three thousand five, yeah, or sweatpants or sweatpants, maybe crawl. Oh, see, I love crawl. That's the thing. I love crawl as a song. Like musically, I think that's the record that hit the most with me at least the first half of it because mm -hmm. the back half becomes really like he did the noise thing he did the like scare in the hose thing like before the scare in the hose was a thing right um he just made like a bunch of weird like stuff put a bunch of sound effects over over some vague semblance of beats but yeah no that like i'm with you I one think of that's the, the interesting things point. about that album uh and this is just totally non sequitur uh tangent here is i know that it it sold um, so to get a certain level, right, there's gold and diamond and everything like that and platinum and all that in, in the, the industry. And, um, you, one of the, the milestones is a million records yeah. and that record sold 992,000. <laughs> and I am, a, I am a proud owner of a physical copy of that record. Uh, if it had just sold a few more, didn't like, you know, we're talking less than a percent more. Uh, and it would have gone to the next milestone, um, mm -hmm. but because it, it sold 8,000 records less, this, I don't know. Oh, no, that's hilarious, dude. They got I mean, uh, to Avengers that. Drop another, drop another right, release. Right, release it again. Yeah. yeah. God. 
Dude, I like I got so involved with like the hype cycle for that because he like dropped the screenplay early. He was like leaking stuff himself. There was an ARG going on with it. And it mm. like I was like involved in all that, just like kind of like, you know, observing it passively. I wasn't a part of any like community or anything like that, but like I was so excited for that record and then it dropped and it was sad. And I just wanted my my happy go lucky punchline rapper back. Um, yeah. Man, I did not get that, man. I didn't. I just wanted Troy from Community to rap again, basically. Yeah. Like, you know, and then he went on to do great things after that. I mean, arguably, the Redbone is one of the, the best modern uh, R&B songs. It, it's, a, it's so good. It's a love song, and, and yet also, like, you know, not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, This Is America is, is such, the video is more, like as a mixed, uh, a mixed media piece of art is one of the just most striking, uh, uh, commentaries on, on black America. It's really, really, really good. Yep. Um, I don't know that I would say that the song is anywhere near as powerful, but combined with that video, it's shockingly good. I think uh, I agree with you. I think you're absolutely right. But you're right. So that's mine. I think <laughs> that because the internet is not. So I'm curious, what piece of marketing was it that really pulled at you? Oh, dude. Well, uh, I don't know that it was like one piece of marketing specifically, but I definitely think it was the fact that he had an ARG going. Mm-hmm. Um, the the because the inter.net thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think that just attracted me to it because I was like, oh, man, I'm in for like a work of art. Um, and I was betrayed and I've never opened my heart to another uh, another piece of art after you know, that. Not in that way. The thing is, is that even though it's won an award and everything, um, it is I, I'm looking at the Metacritic and stuff right now. Right. And people are very much like you. They are far left or far right when it comes to this thing either it's great it's one of the best albums ever made or it's the most middling piece of garbage <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's because of that back half if it was just the first the front the first like six or eight songs mm. everything up to like the party i think was like the the splitting point in the story so, so. sean is yours music as well so mine's a combination of both music and a video game uh, so for music, uh, I'm a very big metalhead. Uh, I grew up with, uh, I grew up during like the new metal phase. So like I grew up, you know, with Linkin Park, Slipknot, and Korn and what have you. And Slipknot has been one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, and huh. they, uh, they recently came out with a, like, it was like 2001, I think. Um, it was, uh, they came out with their newest album, The End So Far. And it just was not good for me. <laughs> uh, okay. It felt very, um, if, if you don't, like when you think Slipknot, you, you think of probably some older things, but they really sort of take a turn towards like Corey Taylor's Stone Sour, mm-hmm. Stone Sour style, mm-hmm. um, except more, it, there was a lot of that incorporated, uh, which it's okay, but like, it was it was just not a good album for me. So I, you're I looking more for like the the heavy metal hard rock instead of like his more new metal. Uh, it, or I guess that like groove metal. Would you call it that? Not quite. Like for I Stone Sour though. I mean, right? Yeah, but yeah. like it was like a. How do I want to word this? It was like a. 
generic version of both of them combined. Like it didn't mm. feel inspired. It didn't feel very well thought out. It was just very like, okay, here's an album. Boom. And that was it. Like mm-hmm. it was, I don't know. It just felt very by the numbers and just, it wasn't very good. It wasn't it just felt like they made an album just to make an album. There was nothing else behind it. Um, which I'm kind of bummed about because again, I am a very big fan of Slipknot. Um, Sure, I mean Iowa Man is is an uh, incredible record mm-hmm. that that uh, I think yeah. helped create like that style of music. Um, I always thought it was really funny with Slipknot because it's like how many people are in that band? Yeah, which <laughs> another person just left. Yeah, uh, I think it was who just left. Like someone literally oh, just left like leave? last week. It was me. Yeah, oh my god, it was me. It was Kevin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Kevin Craig was, Jones. Craig Jones. Yeah, Craig Jones. Uh, which he's one of the percussionists. I'm guessing. Yeah. I have like a fifty. I have like a ninety percent chance of being successful he, he, by saying he's, he's one the, of the percussionists. Uh, he's well. the sampler keyboardist. <laughs> oh no! Ah, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that, so I thought left. that was Sid. I thought Sid was the like the the no. DJ. Um, uh, but so there was uh, Slipknot, and then a game for me. Um, I wouldn't say I hate the game. It just I feel like you're gonna say Brutal Legend. It is. It is not. I do like Brutal uh. Legend, but. No, it's actually uh, The Last Guardian. Oh. Uh, so I loved uh, Shadow of Colossus. Sure, um, yeah. And I really liked Ico, or Ico, however you say it. I, I say think it's Ico. Ico's the official, well, yeah. Well, I'm correct. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I love those games, and seeing the last uh the last Guardian, not The Last of Us, The Last Guardian finally get announced and seeing the you know, the rendered cutscenes and mm-hmm. seeing this thing that was like in development hell for the longest time actually come to E3 screen. I was like, oh, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so ready for this. And it was not what I was expecting at all. Because um, I remember I, I specifically like requested off work for that entire weekend because I'm like, I'm going to play this. I'm going to do this. And then I played it. I stayed away from every review. I stayed away from any kind of spoiler and i was like i'm just gonna sit down and play this and like when i first initially played it i'm like this is oh this isn't what i want and i was like so disappointed in it i was so against it but then when i took a step back i was like all right it's not the game you were expecting i should probably it was like it was like months later i'm like i'm I'm gonna try to replay this and just go in open just open head let's go uh no thoughts, head empty, let's go. That's what I was thinking. And so I went to go play it, and I had a much better experience doing that because I wasn't expecting anything. And it was it the game I wanted? No, but it's still a game that I enjoyed once I really took a step back. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, when I when I saw it, I was like, okay, I'm going to have this Trico. We're going to go around. We're going to go do all this crazy stuff. And... It wasn't that. It was really getting an animal to like you and then figuring out all these puzzles. And it was very slow paced, but like the more I invested into it, the better it got, which is something that I wasn't anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it had the PlayStation 2 controllers on a PS4. So that kind of- <laughs> so a couple of questions here for you. When did you play Ico and Shadow of the Colossus? Uh, I played Shadow of the Colossus. Like, did you play them at launch or did you play no. them afterwards? I played them afterwards. I played Shadow of the Colossus, um, I'd say like a year after it came out. Mm-hmm. And then I played Ico right after. So like 2007, um, 10 years though. 
right? We're yeah. talking about a 10-year difference between playing Ico and Shadow of the Colossus and then mm-hmm. playing The Last Guardian. How much do you think that that played into it? Because it is a decade, right? Like, you're a different yeah. person. Even on a, a cellular level, you're a oh, different yeah. person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I now have facial hair, and back then I didn't, so that's already way... But anyway, so... <laughs> I like that that's your delimiting yeah, factor. That's, that's, that's the only difference. Over 10 years. <laughs> yeah, just facial hair. Nothing else. I've had tattoos since I was like however old I was back then. Very good. Uh, seven. But so... <laughs> I don't even know how old it is. Um, but for for me, like, like you said, you know, it's been the whole ten years. I do think that that did play a big part because like a lot of my tastes have changed since then like i'm I'm still a i still love 3d platformers and i still like you know games i'm nostalgic for but a lot of times when i go to play games from back then i don't enjoy them as much um and the last guardian is very much a playstation 2 title on a newer console and for me i was like you know this why why didn't they do it this way why aren't the controls like this this feels very I don't know that it's a PS2 game. It, like it's, it was designed it, from the start for PS3. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, so, it would have been a PS3 game. Cause, um, I mean, when did it start on this? Uh, like 2008 or something. Oh, yeah, I think 06 so, from the start, it was already in production. Um, yeah. By then, the like, I mean, Resistance One was being developed in 2002 for what was uh, perceived to be the PS3. So there were games, mm-hmm. yeah. already well before uh, Shadow came out, that mm-hmm. um, that uh, well, did that. Well, when I'm saying, like, PS2, I mean, like, the controls are very similar to that of, like, say, Shadow of the Colossus or Sure. Eco. Do you mean sure. that it I feels don't... dated to you? When it came out, yes. Yeah, mm. I mean, they're dated controls. I just don't think that that mm. necessarily makes them PS2 games as much as uh, um, Fumito Ueda games. Like, that's what he yeah. makes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of him, bringing him up, uh, Ueda has this really fascinating uh, uh, concept of, of just focusing on like two little things, and mm-hmm. uh, um, I think I think he calls it. Um, oh, I've got withered technology stuck in my head, but it's not. It's design through subtraction. So he he does design through subtraction, which is where he puts up this big board of things, right, and he looks at everything, and then he takes mm-hmm. out every single uh, mechanic that does not contribute directly to whatever his uh, um, you know ultimate goal is and in that game's case of course it's the the story between you the the child and Trico so mm-hmm. I, I can see how in some way you would play that game and, and go oh there's not a whole lot here yeah um, especially like being older it's like I expected more when I it was my expectations that were taking me out of the game rather than seeing it for what it is. And what it is, is I like, I actually, now I like the game a lot. Like I see it for what it is. And I think that it is pretty underrated actually. You think so? I feel like people talk about it quite a lot. I, I have not talked to anybody about it recently. Yeah. Or I, I hear a lot about it in like list listicle videos. It, it comes up because like it was that. so delayed. Like, it was announced around yeah. the same time as the the mythical Final Fantasy VII remake, Kingdom Hearts Three, um, oh. Shenmue Three. Like it was all those games that were delayed for a decade uh, or mm-hmm. longer suddenly got announced uh, to the point that everyone was like, "Okay, Half Life Three, finally!" You know, <laughs> like, that was the last one left, and it was such a big deal that all of those games were announced in that one, two, three punch sort of run. Yeah, because um, mm-hmm. Last Guardian was constantly 
uh, either delayed or you're not going to see it here or, you know, we'll tell you next year. And then it just kept getting pushed back um, mm-hmm. until it did mm-hmm. get pushed to PS4 um, after years and years of, um, you know, being pushed back because the PS3 wasn't fully capable of what they wanted to do. And that was yep. part of the issue alongside um, Ueda's unique design philosophy, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. It's to the point that a lot of the stuff that came in the process of transferring everything over to PS4, either this just came out or uh, I read this recently, one of the two. Uh, there were uh, whole like level meshes and or uh, other major facets of the game that didn't make it onto PS4. Because the PS3 was like so, the game was so entrenched in PS3 hardware that Mm -hmm. you couldn't even get everything to work on a much more powerful console. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's just one of those super unique uh, development processes for a game that's just as unique and... It's a um, super unique game. I can't yeah. think of any other yeah. game where you rear an animal quite like that, right? Yeah. Like, you really yeah. are building a relationship with Trico. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you'll yeah. tell him to, like, go do something and he'll just refuse. He'll sit. Because he's, he's a dog. Yeah. He's a dog-cat thing. Like, he will not listen to you sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that's part, and of, think, that's part of the puzzle of the game, not to cut you off. But, like, yeah. that's kind of what makes it so interesting is that it's not a game you can complete in a traditional video game way. It's sort mm-hmm. of an anti-game in the same way that, um, you know, not to make the, the Dark Souls comparison, but Dark Souls level design is anti-level design. Yes. And that's what makes it so compelling is that it's, oh, this is this could be real. You know, this mm-hmm. could be a real place in the world that exists because I'm just jumping on rooftops and I'm finding what seems to be the complete wrong way to do something, but is the intended path because it's not showing you a corridor or it's not using light to guide you in the right direction. Uh, yeah. It's no different I than with like... Trico because also there's a lot of physics-based stuff with um, oh, Last yeah. Guardian. Mm-hmm. I think it's I a feel... fascinating example, though, because, you know, it's one of those few games where you as the player are emphatically not in control. Yes. Yeah. And actually, I have an interesting follow-up to that. But, Nico, I want to hear uh, what you were going to say. I was just going to say I feel like I would absolutely hate this game. Oh, you oh, would. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Just by by virtue of like the thing not doing what you tell it to do, like with with the way that I already get mad at like bad dog owners, it might uh, (laughs) it might be on the PlayStation Plus stuff, so you might be able to download it and kind of suffer. It was, yeah, it was on that collection. Uh, If we hit um, how many how many followers do we have currently? And uh, <laughs> you can be another one by going to youtube.com slash at crub official. I just hit my desk and I'm going to keep that in this read here. Um, yeah. For those that don't know, we uh, stream these live on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash crub underscore official. Uh, so we have an exclusive pre and post show. This is available on all audio platforms that you can think of, even some, some, even some that you can't think of. And uh, if you are listening on an audio platform or watching on YouTube, I'm going to I'm going to make you a deal. I've made you this deal before. It's a good deal, and you know it. Mm-hmm. If you leave a nice review, or if you hit the like button and a nice comment, and that little subscribe button, if you do that right now, if you decide that you change your mind, you can take it back. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. <laughs> so Nice and easy. Related to what you said, M, about games mm-hmm. where you're not necessarily in charge, uh, one of the two that I was going to uh, bring up for uh, games that were um, hyped pre-release uh, in my mind, but then didn't live up to it, 
uh, one of them is not necessarily due to the uh, the press of the game, just due to the legacy of the first one. Nino Kuni Two. That game sucks. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, that game sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's to to bounce off the back of um, Studio Ghibli for the first game and make a game worthy of being a Studio Ghibli styled game, uh, even despite you know a lot of gameplay shortcomings. Nino Kuni Two promised to improve the gameplay and and offer this unique uh similar story where it's still like you know it's another world that's what nino kuni means mm-hmm. um you you start the game as the president of the world and then you get nuked and then you wake up in fantasy world and there's this little cat boy and the little cat boy is the prince and his parents get killed and then he says i'm gonna make a i'm gonna make a kingdom where no one has war and mr president uh, you're going to help me, please. And he's like, yeah, actually, I believe in your vision, five-year-old boy. And then you go and by war, uh, take over the world for the name of peace. You just make a, mm-hmm. a child dictator. And the gameplay yeah. is like shittier Kingdom Hearts and the story sucks and it's just it's just not good. The, th- the thing that drove me absolutely insane every time I watched anybody playing this was their, um, their Facebook game thing mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> It's, yeah. it's infuriating. I forgot about that. Like, I there's so yeah. much of this game that I don't remember, but there's like a it's a little top down war simulator. It's like those mobile game ads that you see nowadays, where it's uh, the 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 character moving back and forth on a linear platform and like shooting things to try and not get hit by walls. It's mm. that, but with an army, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just it's not it's not good. It's and not fun. I, no, I was so disappointed by it uh, to the point that everything about that game sucks. Like the gameplay is a little bit better than one because the, the gameplay in one is like not really very RPG. It's kind of just there in service of the story. The gameplay is better by that virtue of being gameplay. Uh, mm-hmm. But I got like one of the special editions that came with a little uh, like diorama thing that was really cool. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's not much more expensive. I'll buy it. And the diorama is made of like it's a paper craft thing and it, you can't put it together. It, it fucking rips. And so mm-hmm. even the special mm-hmm. edition reward sucks. And Excellent. I just I mm. so that's my that's my first one. The worst okay, thing wow. about it, actually, with regards to gameplay, is just how. And again, I didn't play it, but I did watch people. Um, every so many fetch quests. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is just, <laughs> just it, it is just so many fetch quests. It feels like they were trying to make a game that is in the style of a Dragon Quest, where Dragon Quest games nowadays, especially, but also pretty much the entire time, have been games mm-hmm. that are um, virtual tourism. So you go mm. through an area and each town has its own personality, but genuinely, it's not like Pokemon where there's like one villager. Every town might have a dialect or an accent or a special side quest uh, that makes it feel like you're in a completely different area. Uh, level five, the Nino Kuni developer worked on, I want to say Dragon Quest seven and eight, the two that uh, the two that had monsters in it, because Nino Kuni is like a monster raising sort of half Pokemon thing. Oh, um, yeah, I forget, I forget which too. ones that they worked on, but they've worked on uh, multiple Dragon Quest games as well as Dragon Quest spinoffs. And you can very much tell that Nino Kuni 2 is trying to be that virtual tourism style of of experience in the same way, because the towns are kind of cool. The, the towns have a, a bunch of different um, characterizations to them like Nino Kuni did, because Nino Kuni had a town that was run by a cat king. It had a town in the middle of the desert uh, Two has a town that I believe is run by dogs and hates cats. And you have to like make them get along to <laughs> take their country over and become the child king. Uh, again, the president yeah. of the earth is here and he's, he's the protagonist. He's the playable character, 
but he's not the true protagonist. You're just there helping out a child, but not in the yeah. usual help out child video game way. He just says, I'm going to do this stupid thing. And then you're like, yep, kid, I'm the president and I agree. That's the right thing to do. I, my approval rating was bad anyway, so I'm going to stay here. And <laughs> he get nukes, so probably. Yeah. And it's just, it's so infuriating. Mm. Um, I remember, I remember you specifically recommending Nino Kuni one to people. Once people yeah, who were incredible. Like, who would be interested in yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. And. Oh man, that's kind of disappointing to hear that the second one isn't good. Yeah. Everything yeah. that they have done with Nino Kuni since the first game has sucked. They made a Nino Kuni movie. Uh it is awful. What? Like it's yeah. a little Netflix movie and I was like, "Oh, maybe it'll go back to it." The single best thing about that movie is that it uses the Nino Kuni theme, which is one of the best themes that any game has ever had. It's this this sweeping mm-hmm. uh is it Joe Joe Hisashi? Is that that the composer? Or am I thinking of somebody else that worked in the game? Um, I think it's Joe Hisashi, um, legendary composer either way. Uh, one of his best works, the track goes through, you know, every, uh, not level or area of the game, but it goes through and it tells you the story of what you're going to experience the entire journey. So there's like a a, a down in the bog, miry type beat that, that takes up all orchestrated right when you would uh, get to like the part of the opening cutscene that shows you in that bog, that shows you the dark side of the game. And it's just so good. And the thing that I hate about Nino Kuni 2 and the movie, and I think there's a mobile game even, everything they've done with the series after one is that it uses that theme without earning it. It just brings mm. it up immediately and it says, hey, remember this? This was good. And and mm. like I, I have genuine goosebumps thinking about how good that theme is. And it is a goddamn travesty that they have that they have wasted it mm-hmm. on on what's left of that series. I remember you specifically saying those exact words to me out in Nino Kuni too. Yeah. About the whole theme song. I like as soon as you said it, it was like I just had like that that's so Raven flashback was like, oh yeah. I, I yeah, don't remember no, a lot about the movie, but I had a whole like set of notes written for it in case I ever covered the series. And I was like, Oh, you know, maybe the movie will be like what we can hope for out of Nino Kuni three. And it's just not. It's just mm. it's just I, I don't remember a lot, so I'm not gonna go into it, but I, I remember being angry at it by the end and i don't get angry at at media that often because it's not worth it but that one pissed me off Mm -hmm. that's an l that's a pretty Um, big l to be honest so what is your second game then so my second one also sucks pokemon sun i'll say it (laughs) i the 20th anniversary marketing for that game got me i had not played pokemon since gen 4 um i just because i kind of fell out of the series and so i skipped gen 5 i skipped gen 6 uh, I now have a 3DS and I see the 20th anniversary marketing and I see those commercials where it's a, you know, it's a kid on a Game Boy and then it, it phases through time and then it's that kid with his kid and he's playing on the 3DS and it's that, 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 um, just that, that feeling of, of, of pure nostalgia that they captured with that, with those trailers. Sure. Yeah. I, I was in. And so I bought it and I, I played through Pokemon Sun. I remember almost nothing about it. I remember that. The story was solid to good, but you spend four yeah. hours doing nothing at the start of the game. Like, it has a Skyward Sword length intro where you don't yeah, play the game for I the first several hours. Um, the The world really didn't have a lot that I felt was unique to it, despite being Hawaii. Like, I think the new Yakuza game, like a dragon game, is going to do Hawaii better than Pokemon did, which is sad. Um, That's not sad. That's I, mean, not sad. I mean, it's what RGG does best, but it's it's sad that Pokemon can't capture that feeling. 
yeah. when when it's always been really good about its locales. Uh, and we're talking sun, not not ultra sun, right? We'll we'll, we'll get there. Um, oh god. And so then my my biggest thing was I had not played Gen five or Gen six of Pokemon. I knew maybe the starters, but I had not paid any attention to it otherwise. So there were, um, if my memory is correct, three hundred Pokemon that I had not seen for whom I did not know the original region. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that 90% of the Pokemon I saw for the first, like, 17 hours of that game were Kanto, <laughs> I am i don't hate Kanto, but I was fucking <laughs> sick of it by the end. Sure. Yeah. I was like, please, God, give me, like, Rockruff was, the, like, my fucking, pardon the pun, my rock throughout that game, because it was the only Pokemon I saw that I was like, okay, that's a cool new Pokemon. I wanted new. Mm-hmm. I wanted new things. I didn't just want member berries of, of Gen 1 and maybe a little bit of Gen 2, because they they repopulated all of what would be like this unique region with a bunch of Kanto Pokemon to the point that they, they covered up the new ones. Yeah. And it just, when I went back to Pokemon again, cause I fell off after that. When I went back to it again with the newest games, Scarlet and Violet, which are also uh, bad games. Don't get me wrong, but, but I like it. Um, I had that feeling that I wanted out of sun and moon where now there are like 400 Pokemon that I don't really know. And most of the Pokemon I saw, I didn't know if they were new to this game or if they were new to Gen 8 mm-hmm. because I just didn't pay attention uh, because I didn't want to uh, hate play or hate consume, you know? Yeah. Uh, so when all of that happened, I left my my experience of the game positive. Like, I think I have videos that might or might not still be up on my channel of me and a buddy uh, in the post hype of that game. Uh, and he's a big Pokemon fan talking about it. And there was a lot of stuff that I really, really enjoyed. And then I got to the post game and there really wasn't one. And then like a month after the game comes out, they announced ultra sun and moon because they needed to bang out one more set of games before the switch took over. Mm-hmm. And so it came out that sun and moon were genuinely a beta, which don't get me wrong. Again, every Pokemon has a third version or a third and fourth version. The early versions are kind of like samplers of what you'll get in the, the, the definitive one at the end. This yeah. was not that. This was, I believe, only the second time ever that that they had a Pokemon game and its direct uh, third version, as it were, coming out within a year time of one another. This was very blatant, uh, just cashing in because they they needed to get a little bit more out of the 3DS before before they could move on. And mm-hmm. mm, I just I I got I, that's why I fell out of Pokemon is probably the the ultras because I saw that. And it's the same thing that happened with Assassin's Creed Revelations when that was announced, you know, like weeks Whoa. after Brotherhood came out. I loved yeah. Brotherhood, my favorite Assassin's Creed game. As soon as they announced Revelations, I was like, no, I'm done. I'm good. I don't need more. Hmm. And I have not played one since. Okay. okay. So on, on the plus side, though, we did get the Alolan Diglett. We did. Yeah, but now there's Wiglet and Wug Trio, and they're better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say about Pokemon, but I do remember that that Sun and Moon and and I guess Ultra Sun and Moon um, were fairly well regarded. I thought, like, I thought people liked these games. It was kind of mixed from a lot of people that I knew, um, because it deviated so much from you know the standard. Like, you have these gym leaders, but in Pokemon Sun and Moon, you didn't really have that, and a lot of people that I know. Uh, myself included, as Kevin was talking about, the intro just kind of dragged on so 
so much that it just kind of like took you out of it yeah um and i actually uh i played ultra sun and moon why ultra sun and it there's such a big difference between the two um and it's kind of upsetting because it's like well this is what sun and moon should have been and, and what's worse is they took the story of Sun and Moon, which is probably the strongest Pokemon story that I've experienced overall in terms of pure character work and story. It's it's really good because it's a whole story about like a, a, a mother and uh, her like essentially abuse of her daughter, like in, in her pursuit mm-hmm. of finding. Um, I, I forget what she's looking for, but that would be a spoiler anyway. Um, yeah. But they worked in a really, really good story. And then the Ultra Games just made her like generic villain from what i've heard like she's no longer like a compelling villain where you have a reason to feel bad for her she's just a bad person now yeah and like they're like they lose all the sympathy by going and making the story almost more generic which is the one thing that that game had going for it was that it was a good story and so for them to you know improve the gameplay because of course we just sold you a 50 dollar beta um for them to improve the gameplay that's a given but for them to then to take the one thing and that 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 you could look towards as a saving grace for Sun and Moon and and fuck it up, mm. you know. Ugh. So I'll give you mine. Yes. Right. Which is um, 2014's Thief. I talked about it a I lot, mean, kind of as this yeah. awful, horrific thing. I, I did a video. I, I don't <laughs> know, maybe a year ago, where I went back and I tried it again. But um, at the time, this game, I pre-ordered it. I was very, very hyped by it because I was a big fan of the Thief games, the Dark Project and uh, the the Metal Age and all that stuff. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's what brought me into like the the enjoyment of, of uh, stealth games, you know. And um, I ended up liking Splinter Cell and, and Metal Gear and all that because of Thief, right? Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, playing all of these different, you know, games and then Thief 2014 gets announced and boy, I am all for it because, hey, we're going to get a brand new, you know, Thief. And I was a little bit concerned when they started saying, oh, well, you know, we've replaced the voice actor. And it was like, uh, that sucks. You know, he is the voice of Garrett in my head. Um, similar to if they replace, you know, uh, uh, David Hayter, right? It's like, okay, but he's the snake, voice. Yeah. He's the yeah. voice, right? You don't he replace the snake, voice. yes. Um, so they replaced the guy who played uh, Garrett, and I was like, well, okay. But they are doing a different story, I guess. And it's like, when he's supposed to be youngish, maybe. So, okay, I guess I can sort of see it. And then they started talking about, you know, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And I'm still very hyped for it because I'm a big fan of Thief and I'm very excited for this game. But I'm starting to feel a little bit of the concern, you know, a little bit of that. Oh, I don't know. It's probably going to be fine, though, you know, but uh, I don't know. And um, and then finally it comes out and I pre-ordered it. And uh, this was the last game I ever pre-ordered. Ever. I've never pre-ordered a game <laughs> since then. Okay, that's um, awesome, first of all. It taught me yeah. that if you pre-order a game, they will fuck you. That's what it taught me. It taught me that if you pre-order a game, uh, you're going to get a piece of trash. You are going to get, you know, uh, um, I, I can't think of a terribly rated game because they all disappear out of my head. But, you know, one of these games where you pick it up and you go, oh, well, that game is actually bad. Redfall. Right. Like, imagine the person who paid $70 for Redfall, you know? Yeah. Right. No, Mm -hmm. no pre-orders ever. 
Never, ever, ever, ever. And I'm not talking about like today where, you know, they do these uh, five day pre-orders and st- we did a, a, a beta. That, that's a pre, that's a demo. It's a yeah. demo. It's a pre-release demo. I'm talking about actual pre-orders where you're going into a GameStop and paying them $60 ahead of time. If you're going to do it, do it the day before you're going to buy the game. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But don't give them a pre-order three months early. Don't do that. So Thief Thief uh, 2014 is easily my game uh, that I... I I was so high. I was so excited. I was ready to get back into it. I was ready to go see what the, the Hammerites had done. I was ready to get in there. And they turned him into a weird klepto instead, <laughs> right? Like, the whole thing about Garrett is that you're going in there and you don't, you know, you need the money because you need to eat. But you're also incredibly good. So you like to steal things that are, you know, really, really valuable. And yeah, you mostly... Yeah kind of work for somebody doing jobs and there's this sort of I don't know there's this sort of thing of the character where he is doing it partly because he enjoys the thrill of getting away with you know this asshole noble's prized possession and selling it to somebody who wants to melt it down you know there's there's that in it was there some piece of the marketing that like brought you you know, to being excited for it, or was it just your prior? Um, yeah, it was. Of the games? You know, it was seeing Thief pop up. Yeah, right, and going, "Holy shit!" It was that banking on the name thing, right? Because there's a lot of games. I think Prey is a good example, right? Prey is a game that is not Prey, right? They just had this name and slapped it the fuck on there. Yeah. And while Prey 2017 is excellent, absolutely excellent, it's one of the best absolute best immersive sims has ever been made. It's probably the best immersive sim currently. Um, it's not but Prey. It's not Prey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I started 2017, by the way, after we last talked about it. Um, you and I. So, it's incredible. Yeah, you I've been agree so, so far? far? So far, yeah. it's a little, there's a little bit of wonkiness to it because it's some of the, the control stuff that happens with immersive sims, but mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying the, the hour and change that I put into it, maybe two hours. Because um, I saw that it was free on the PS Plus Game Pass thing, and we had just talked about it that day, so I was like, "Yeah, that's that's my new game for a while." Mm-hmm. So when you say it's not Prey, so does that simply are you sorry? Uh, is there an older series named Prey, or are yes. you implying that the title? Okay, there's yeah. an older series named Prey. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. There was an original name for Prey that was something Shock, like in the System Shock, Bioshock type vein. Right. Um, I don't remember what it was. But, ah, shoot, was it like psych- Psychic Shock, Psycho Shock, something Psycho like that? Psycho Shock sounds right. That Psycho Shock it. sounds right. Um, yeah. And that was like the either the code name or the name it was maybe originally revealed under. I'm not super familiar. But then it yeah. became right. Prey because they had the Prey name. Uh, fun okay. fact, and, the and Prey they... Studio made Redfall. Okay, and and they were <laughs> well, capitalizing on they yeah. were capitalizing on the success. Of I mean, series. Prey's not a, a super good example because like it's clear that Prey didn't have this huge clamoring for people to bring out Prey too. But there was a movement for Prey too. It wasn't huge, but it was right. there. Uh, there are probably other games out there where it's like, look, this wasn't 
this isn't that uh super mario 2 right like that's not super mario well um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah well, like i, I well, get it right i'm trying this no i get what you're perfect saying analog I, i'll here. be i'll be yeah. i'll be pedantic here uh, and if you crit- uh, if you critique my use of the word pedantic you're a pedant um <laughs> mario 2 <laughs> uh, as it was with doki doki panic was originally pitched and produced as a mario game and then flipped to doki doki panic and then flipped back later Fun fact. Nonetheless, you understand yeah, I, the point. Yeah, of no, it. I just I needed yeah. to so, get the, the the pedant reference in somewhere. Shallow yeah, and pedantic. It would be. Yeah. Mm, yes, shallow and pedantic. So, so I kind of want to <laughs> flip it a little bit now. Yes. Uh, and I'm I'm curious, what is a piece of media that everyone else was hyped for, but that you knew, you Kevin, that you knew would be bad. And then when it were released, everybody else was like, oh, my God, it's terrible. And you're like, no, I so knew this. I have a list. Uh, not to say that I'm, I'm right about these frequently, but I have a list uh, to give options here. Um, okay. So the list in order, I wrote maybe ukulele, not because it's necessarily bad, although it kind of is, but because people wanted a new Banjo-Kazooie so bad that, oh, they, didn't, oh. that they didn't know. Yes. You, yeah, sorry. Um his music brain went off there. Yeah, uh, I thought you were talking about the instrument. Yeah, so <laughs> the people wanted another Banjo-Kazooie, a Banjo-3E, so badly that they didn't realize that what they were asking for was a true Banjo-Tooie and not a sequel to Banjo-Tooie. Because the people that really wanted Ukulele to be a new Banjo-Kazooie game, they wanted a Banjo-Kazooie 2, not what Tooie did, which made these worlds even bigger to the point of, uh, of issue. And so that's one, yeah. because immediately I was like, I don't think you guys know what you want. Like, I've played Tui, trust me. Um, the other one was The Order 1886, because people were hyped for that for some reason. They were oh, hyped yeah. for that. Um, <laughs> well, we we have a mutual friend who was very hyped for it. And do we? I feel like every time he mentioned it, you were like, yeah, that game's just going to be a movie. And then when it came out who? and it was just a movie. Shoot, who is this? Um, Bones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have. That, that's that's very him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like that was very much. I saw it and I'm like, that's just a movie. I don't trust Ready at Dawn. They've only made PSP games and now they're making the marquee PS4 title. And then to find out that 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 game uh, got delayed and its delay is part of the reason that uh, Infamous Second Son came out a year ahead of schedule to the point that uh, allegedly uh, Troy Baker and the cast didn't even have finalized scripts when they went in to do their their uh, their mocap voiceover performances. They were riffing mm-hmm. it, and that's why the story of that game is so mid. Because The Order <laughs> ruined two games for the price of one. So, take that. That's really funny. Um, third <laughs> take that, one, Bones. Third one, Game of Thrones. Um, oh, that was mine. That was mine. Uh, <laughs> I w- real quick, Come before, on. You, go on a, before yes. you go on a tangent <laughs> yeah. about that. I have not watched the final season because of I heard it's so bad. I still have good memories about Game of Thrones, I, and I refuse to change that. You're you are correct. First of all, you're doing it right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting I'm getting on this soapbox. Are yeah. you okay with that? Yeah, yeah. We okay. So, um, and and I'm gonna talk spoiler free. Spoiler free. Okay, because I've been talking about this for years to so many people. Game of Thrones had four seasons of some of the most quality television that is out there four seasons then it had two of the most mid seasons of television ever made then it had one of the most mid seasons of television ever made parentheses derogatory and then it had one of the worst seasons of television 
now most let me, disappointing. Let me ask you, because you did consume Game of Thrones. Correct. When is your I called it moment for this, where people were hyped season, about it? So season seven was season like, seven. Like, yeah. 100%. Season seven, because that's when they started doing. Um, so there are some core philosophies, right? There are some things that you come to expect or rather not expect from the show's writing. And there's a direction that they went in that uh, just showed an incredible lack of commitment. It showed an incredible uh, lack of foresight. And it showed uh, that they absolutely just did not care about their audience whatsoever. Well, by that point, they'd already been offered the Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. Or which, right. Which now yeah. got okay. canned. Sure, sure. Because of, but, because of how they handled season But I'm saying, like, that's why they yeah, did yeah, Nico. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, they got oh, offered no, that yeah. and that... That was it. We don't now, care absolutely, anymore. Now, absolutely. Now, let, let me step back on, on what you're saying here. Yeah. Season one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, you we, know what? No, that's true. This. That's true. You've yeah. been, that is very true. You had been saying that because you were like, yeah, I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I, and, and you can, I'll, I'll give you the soapbox in one second. I just remember there being a debate in our friend group amongst should we have to put this much effort into remembering characters' names in a show when there are this many characters in a show? Mm. Um, that was one that thing. Was that was one yeah. very small thing that I remember. So take it. Take so, the so part of it, I will fully admit, is I'm not usually a huge, huge fan of high, high fantasy-esque uh, material. So I gave it a shot. Don't get me wrong. I've watched a, mm-hmm. probably most of the first season of Game of Thrones. But I remember when it was becoming the instant biggest thing in the world. And... Once I looked into it and I saw, you know, because I didn't know the, the the book series that much. That was out of my, my range because we were, what, high school at the time that that show started. So mm-hmm. we wouldn't have known about the books that came out 15 years prior because um, George R.R. R. Martin doesn't write anymore. And <laughs> he went on strike and I was like, my guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't Wait, did he actually? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. On, on oh my god! As part of the WGA strike, yeah, Elden like, Ring on. Two is not going to come out for. A I don't while. think I don't does that. that does the WGA encompass book authors? Well, he he was a well, writer he, for Game of Thrones. He writes GTA and stuff, or not GTA? He writes Game GTA. of Thrones and stuff. Yeah, yeah but he writes GTA. No, no, he didn't. He, that was yeah, that was a flub. No, I know. Sorry, that, that's a good um, bit. Love that. But anyway. <laughs> I remember once I saw that George R.R. R. Martin still had, at that point, it was still three books, I think, left. And maybe now it's become four or it's become two. I don't know anymore. But I saw that that was what the case was. And I saw the the frequency of his publishing. And this isn't like a super prescient take. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, they don't have enough time. Like, mm-hmm. they, are, they are going to catch up fast. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no world where they're going to be able to do a a successful... Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood situation, or Full Metal Alchemist regular versus the manga, rather, and then Brotherhood's yeah, yeah. the one based on the manga. But they weren't going to be able to diverge in a way that made sense. And I was very, very confident that going into season eight, years and years later, mm-hmm. the way that they were going to tweak uh, things around to give the ending that George had said that he was giving, uh, and that that was the true ending that he had always planned. That was his like trial balloon. I fully believe that if he was ever going to finish this series, now that that's been received that way, he will not. He will do something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, agree, agree. Um, and, and here's the thing: not that you need this, but I I can verify you absolutely had been saying this for yeah. years and years. 
I just hundred yeah, percent. I just didn't think there was a chance. Uh, like unless he suddenly became the most prolific writer, not knowing how long the books were from from what I had already put together at that point by doing research into it. Uh, yeah, man. No, you were man. absolutely right. Right on the money. Mm-hmm. You said it. You've said it since day one. You said, um. You said he's not finishing these books. I mean, yeah. you said something else, but you and, said he's not finishing yeah. these books. And I'll take myself down a peg in the same breath here. Part of that was because everyone was talking about Game of Thrones, and I was like, I still like The Walking Dead. And, and <laughs> That's then, true. I, then a season later, Ooh, that fell to shit, so it didn't matter. That. Okay, yeah. But, that was around, uh, like, season four or five that was, of The that Walking was when I still, Dead. Like, people were falling off, but I liked what they were trying to do, like, in the background, the and d- I was piecing together, like... Yeah, like like the direction of it almost. Um, it was it was yeah. yeah. The direction was solid at that point. I, yeah. I'm not gonna say that like anybody, nobody expected it in like the season five realm. Nobody expected it to drop off as much as it did. Yeah, it quickly because died. well because yeah. like people like myself like I had read the comics up mm-hmm. to a certain point, and I expected them to do all of that, and the comics were still good yeah. for another. Three seasons worth of, of okay, show. But the thing is, is that the first like three seasons of The Walking Dead are just them standing around going coral, being sad. No, that's season two. One, the whole one thing, had a story. Season two, they're sitting on a farm doing nothing. Season three yeah. is, is, is when they go to the prison and do nothing. Season four is when they stand around yeah, and do nothing. Yeah. So, so no, the, the prison, four, four the prison where, was good. Four is where it came together. Three is a lot of Rick standing around yelling about his wife being dead. Yeah, um, I, li- yeah. I liked I, I liked the prison, but I'm don't watch Walking Dead. It, yeah, I, I liked the prison. That's when I, I fell off. Emo, I was so. like, I'm done with this. This yeah. prison has ruined like, me. I love. I hate the, these people now. I loved the <laughs> idea of, and this is a very hard tangent from what we were talking about, but I loved the idea of every villain in The Walking Dead or every antagonist rather being another version of what Rick could have become. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and they did it so well with like the the new version of Governor for the for the mm-hmm. show versus the generic evil guy from the comics and they did it well with negan from what i've heard i only watched one episode of negan being in the show because uh of what they did with that cliffhanger and i stopped watching i was already like falling off but the moment they insulted the audience's (sighs) intelligence i was done yeah dude i heard about that and the thing is like well having like having read the comics that's the worst possible cliffhanger they could possibly have done it's not a cliffhanger you when you do a cliffhanger you do it uh after the climax as part yeah. of the buildup to the yeah. to the next big plot point, you, that would be Negan showing up would be a a, a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger yeah. is not cutting the frame in the middle of the climax. <laughs> yeah, it, or worse, they doing do it, too. or they worse, do. doing it first person with like red red yeah. goo coming over the screen uh, like you died in Doom. Yeah, Man, I remember yeah. that. Looking worse than wow. if you died in Doom one. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I I I stand by that was hype though. I, a, I I. Look, that was hype. Well, then, was, then it was a fake wrong. out. Then it was a fake it out. Fi- and they did it again. It was. Twice in one episode. But here's the thing. It was here's a fake thing, out. Though. Wait, 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 Listen. wait. Hold on. No, Sean, hold on. It, wasn't it was a you, fake out? It wasn't who you think it was first. It was somebody else, and then it was the one. Are you kidding me? Yes. Because Here, here. listen. So because... they made it worse? Yep. No. It, well, yeah. I can't go into it without going into spoilers, so I'm not Let's going do to hit spoilers. Yeah, let's not do yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, though, Sean, before we go too much deeper into The Walking Dead being trash, right? Is The Walking Dead your piece of media that everyone else was hyped for? What's yours? No, actually, uh, mine is Fallout 76. Ah, god damn oh, it. Oh, that's a good one, too. I should have thought of that. damn it. You're right. <laughs> that's mine. Because I, I, like I remember we have, we have okay. synergy here on, on the Grubcast. Yeah, yeah. We are, we are a hive mind. 
We're a hive I mind. remember everybody, like mm-hmm. all of my friends were so oh, hyped the about Fallout, this game. It's going to be the, so the, good. All, all of my college friends, every single fucking one of them bought the pre-order. And I don't mean just the normal one. I mean, they got the bag. Yeah, yeah, I bag. want the bag. I want this cheap-ass nylon. And I, I literally every single one, I'm like, Sean, you have to get on this. We're going to be playing it day one. Come on. I'm like, no, absolutely not. I am not spending a dime on no. that game. No. And it was to immediately to- trash. You knew it was going to be trash as soon as they said there weren't going to be any human NPCs. Yeah. So what I remember specifically, like they they picked a day that they were all going to get on and try it for the first time. I'm like, I'm going to be there, and to watch the chaos devolve into just like it wasn't even just it was anger, sadness, betrayal, yeah. mm-hmm. and then well, I remember one guy he he threw his. He threw his mic and he just screams, I didn't even get my fucking bag! Because <laughs> yeah, the bag didn't come for like a, a, a good couple of weeks for some people. And then when they yeah. shipped it out, they're these, they're these like ultra, ultra cheap <laughs> fucking nine I still, oh, was, I still remember uh, there was somebody I knew um, that was very adamant. He was like, oh, that game's going to be so good. And I, and I kept telling him like, I, look, I'm pretty tuned in with this. You should wait like a week. Yeah, and he yeah. was like, "No, it's going to be game of the year. I'm buying an Xbox for this one. This is the one." And I'm he bought an, an Xbox, Xbox. and wow. he and he did. And then a week later, he never talked about it again, and I never asked him. Yeah, so we just didn't apparently talk about it. people people today are like, "Oh, the game's pretty good." I don't fucking believe him. Yeah, no, I don't yeah, believe no, him. I don't, they, no. the, that's the like the people of that say- game were bad. But that's like people who like play No Man's Sky in the no Man's year Sky's 2023. That, that one yeah, was fixed. No Man's Sky is a big Credit a big them. change. I, I kind of like. Yeah. I feel like bringing No Man's Sky up is in this right, being like, "Oh, it's a piece of media everybody was hyped for." You could argue that it was at that point, but today it is that game. They've done a really good job with No Man's. Oh Sky. yeah, yeah. It's is completely it, different. It yeah, is a very no, it's really good. <laughs> it's a super. We're, we're talking game. like Minecraft beta versus Minecraft now levels of like yeah. completely really? different game. Yeah, yeah. it's super mm-hmm. enjoyable. Really worth playing. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's it is insane. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing that Fallout 76 likes to point to is be like, look, No Man's Sky did it. We're going to get there. One- no, you fucking won't. And also, that's I would argue that that's immoral to say we're going to release this very, very, very unfinished game as opposed to oh. the usual very unfinished games and then make it a full thing the, later on. Wasn't the, the user data in a text file? Wasn't that a thing? <laughs> Like they oh had my like, God, really? yes. yes, it was the yes. it was the user data and the the parameters of the game. So like this, the movement yeah. speed was a text file that was unencrypted yeah. that you could yeah. just yeah. edit and go thousands of miles per hour. So if you want wow. to talk though about something that's uh, a little bit immoral, just as a tangent mm-hmm. here, I'll tell you a a game that's immoral, right? And that mm-hmm. is GTA trilogy. That's immoral. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, because, because they, they just upresed the. Yeah. They knew it was that bad. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no goddamn way that anybody sat down as a playtester playing GTA Trilogy and didn't come away going, uh, "Look, Rockstar, sorry, DMA Design, whatever you call yourselves, trash." Yeah. Trash. Mm-hmm. Understandable. Man. So wow. I guess I'll give my my second one for me. Um, which was Watch Dogs Legions, right? We talked about it the Ooh. other day. People were hyped, um, yeah. I guess they so were. I talked yeah. about it with somebody the other day. Yeah. Right? And uh, 
this is a game that a lot of people were very excited for by the marketing specifically, right? Which is why I think it's a good example here. Um, people were really excited for Watchdog Legions because of the marketing. But um, like I had said the other day, what happened to me is I sat there and I thought about it and I realized it's Watchdogs, right? So I know it's not going to be good. As soon as I sat, I'm like, okay, so, but I have to play through. You're telling me that I have any number of characters that I can be. Uh, I can be anything I want, but I have to take a new character each time at level one and, and raise them, them all up. the way through. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. that sounds bad, guys. <laughs> Watchdogs Legion, you said? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Why is it? Is it like? Is it a roguelike? I didn't think those were the, that of. type of game. Technically, I guess. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't ever thought of it that way. I don't like that. That's feel... true. Yeah, I guess I... Watchdog Legion is a uh, roguelike. Roguelite, at least. Yeah. Yeah, roguelike. Yeah. <laughs> My brain works like Chat GPT, fellas. When I hear when I hear a pattern, <laughs> I I put it into a bucket and it's uh -huh. there. That's the <laughs> origin of the name. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Oh man. It is. So... <laughs> I, I guess I can explain a little bit to you, Nico. Um, what do you know? Watchdogs. So Watchdogs uh, is, know, a, is a, a Ubisoft like the hacker, game, the, hack, yeah. the world game, right? It's Assassin's Creed, but instead of stabbing people, you're stabbing computers, right? Yeah, mm. and um, you're kind of doing the same gameplay as Assassin's Creed, uh, but every now and then, instead of going into like uh, the animus thing. You go into a computer and fly around from camera to camera. It's really, really dumb if you know anything about computers. But okay. you know, people so it's really like enjoyed Horizon Watch Dogs. and Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, kind of in in a weird way. Kind of, um, it's not a terrible game. You know, I it's think fine. the first one's pretty bad. Uh, first one, the second the first one's, one's fine. Yeah, it was cool that it was Chicago, rough. but that's the only thing cool about it. Yeah, it wasn't New York, and I, yeah. you know, that's it. Or L.A. And then no um, one really cared about two because one had already soured the reputation. But I've yeah, heard two. But it wasn't okay. terrible. Yeah, you know, like two's fine. Um, the 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 gunplay in it is very weak, but whatever. You know, I don't go into that game expecting it to be a great shooter. Yeah. Uh, and then they were here. We go. We're, we're we're fixing all the problems. We're making this super badass Watchdogs game, and in this one, everyone's an agent. You can take over anyone in the world. Walk up to them and you can take them over, right? Um, and, and that was kind of neat. And the marketing was kind of neat. And like you watch it. And I remember uh, uh, we were talking about this during your Ratchet and Clank stream the other mm -hmm. day. Um, I was watching this this marketing piece coming up and, and looking at it as they did the trailer at Summer Game or E3 or whichever one it was. And going, wow, that looks really fun and super enjoyable. That's going to be good. And then immediately my brain is like, no, it's Ubisoft. <laughs> it's Watch Dogs. No. It's not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew it. I knew it at that moment that it was going to be really, really bad. And then, of course, when it released, it was trash. Nobody liked it. Uh, it, it suffered all the problems that you can immediately tell. For example, Nico, who's the main protagonist if everyone's the protagonist? Of of what? Of Watch Dogs Legion. Was isn't it Cole? Isn't no, it no? <laughs> Everyone's the protagonist now. There is no main protagonist. So who's the main protagonist? Oh yeah, well, and what's the story? Hmm. Where's how the do you tell that story? Interaction. Well, the story, of course. The story, of course, is that 
Um, you're you hacking the planet, of course. That you're to save the environment. I don't have a bear voice. Otherwise, I would do a bear voice. There is nothing. <laughs> there is nothing. There is fucking nothing. Yes, There's that's nothing. exactly right. There's, There's nothing. nothing. Yes. No, How yeah, do you tell a story when you have no no protagonist to drive that story? And it's he not can't... even create a protagonist. It is you have <laughs> none. None. Yeah. There's okay, no wait, protagonist. Wait. But so then, who's doing the hacking? To Random take over fucking the people. people Whoever you, you are take playing over. as that moment. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. But who who started the chain? Who started the chain? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, they they fact, don't answer it's that. Probably, no. It's probably no. Altair. <laughs> oh my god. And in fact, god. those characters can now die, right? Just randomly, and now you're stuck with yeah. You know, whoever's it's, left it's in your base. It's a worse state of decay style of of roguelite, but with set characters. Yeah. Evolution, and that says a lot because State of Decay Two, also a game that uh, very disappointing, was not hyped for it, but was very disappointed by it. Yeah, you know, State of Decay might be a good one for me, actually, there, mm-hmm. because I was pretty hyped for it. When Undead Labs first came out with it, and, you know, like, they'd done two other games before that that were kind of mm-hmm. sleeper, quiet little things, and then this was there. I can't remember what they called it. It was, like, Undead 3, they were calling it, right? And this was State of Decay. And I remember they were releasing little bits, and I'm like, man, I really want a game where I get to to build you know, my own thing in a zombie apocalypse. That sounds cool. Yeah. And then you play it and it's like, oh, it's The first one I liked. It wasn't stellar, but it was an Xbox 360 game, so I didn't expect stellar, you know? Yeah. The the second one with the co-op, where the co-op is you join my world and play as my characters and you get nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So there's no reason, like, only one person makes a, a file then in your group. It's, and it's the same game as one, right? Like it's also that. almost they didn't identical. change anything, despite it being Nothing. eight years later. Yeah. yeah, like I guess technically it looks slightly better. Nah, but... uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it looks like something. So mm. as we're entering so, the wait, home, str- oh, you go first. Oh, I was gonna say I, I have uh, one more for this because um, I, I think I only gave the the one legitimately. Um, but I, I have one more for just like media that you were hyped for that just fell flat right um it's click it's click by adam sandler it's click by adam sandler you i was had huge hopes for click. dude you know what i around the time that that movie came out right let me let me paint a picture for you please paint it I, i'm i'm going to lean back i was kind so you know i was a i was a lad right i was kind of young and um you know when you're young like people uh, you take your like parents' perceptions of a lot of things, right? And my parents really like Adam Sandler, and so around that time, and my friends at that time really liked Adam Sandler, and I foolishly had been watching, like watching back all the Adam Sandler movies. I watched Big Daddy. I watched, uh, you know, I watched. Um, I didn't see The Water Boy. I watched. Uh, what are the other ones? Big Daddy, Little Nicky was like one of my favorites. Uh, Happy Gilmore, right? Billy Madison. Like I was watching all those movies. Right? Eight Crazy Nights. I did not see Eight Crazy Nights yet. I haven't. I haven't. Uh... <laughs> but anyway, the point being that I was just at that time becoming an Adam Sandler fan, and then Click was coming out, and it was like, oh, a new Adam Sandler movie. It's gonna be funny, right? It's gonna be fun for the whole family. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone's gonna have a rip roaring, hooting, hollering good time going to see this movie. I hope nothing bad happens in Marley and Me. Yeah, basically, right? Because then they uh, 
went through this entire story. I'm going to spoil click. Okay. I'm going to spoil. click. <laughs> I'm not like nobody cares about click. Um, I'm going to spoil it okay. vaguely. So basically they go through the whole movie with a ha ha rip roar and good time. Ha ha funny man. Christopher Walken's there. It's a good time. And then they just gets incredibly dark, like beyond the darkness of like any movie that I would have chosen myself to watch because to your point, Kevin, I would not watch a movie like Marley and me. And I never would have even, even when I was a child, I knew what was coming. They, we read old yeller in in middle school. Right. And it's like, they, you know, they made me read old yeller and I was like, I don't want to read this. That's awful. Right. That's this, this is bad. And also it's cheap and it's, it's just poor. It's cheap. Um, it's cheap. It's poor writing to get an emotional investment from the audience without having to build up a good enough character to, you know, have them do something big and, and um, the, the audience care for them. And in Click, they did a very similar thing. They just made it super sad and super dark. And I was like, I don't want this. I was like, this is not what I came so, to this theater today to see. So is is Old Yeller your, fla- your favorite flavor of crayon? As we move into the home stretch of this uh, podcast here, make sure you stab your phone with the like button, please, and thank you. Um, Em, I know you had a third uh, topic here of of this three-pronged hype questionnaire. Yeah, but I think it's a fairly short one that we can can just kind of end on uh, because you can't can't really digest it or I'm sorry to discuss it much because we don't know where, where we're going to end up. Right. So what is a piece of media that you're currently interested in? Something that you're currently feeling the hype cycle for that you're getting invested in. Right. Um, but which you harbor some concerns for. I can go quickly. Uh, it's armored core for me. I don't really know much about the series, but I really do like FromSoft as a developer, and I'm cautiously excited about it. I'm not expecting a Souls game. I don't know what I'm expecting. I'm just expecting a good game. But if it's not good, I'll be not necessarily uh, surprised. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, there, uh, you? He's looking down at you, Sean. Oh, okay. I I felt it actually. <laughs> I got scared. I got very sweaty. Um, for me, it's it's avowed. Avowed. Yeah. All right. I it, just the way it looks. I felt very. I wouldn't say it's not janky, but it felt very like slow and basic for spokeny. Um, I I think yeah. it's supposed to be like Kotor for what it's worth, not. You know, yeah, and I, I just I, I'm excited for it, but I don't know if I'm gonna like it. You know, mm. it's one of those like, I, I want I want to like it, but I don't know if I will. I'll give you one um, that I'm getting invested in. I know I shouldn't. I know I shouldn't. We all, as soon as I say this, you'll all be like, you shouldn't be getting hyped for. Th-. I'm feeling it for Starfield, right? Oh. Like, if, right. I know I shouldn't. That's fine. Uh, I know I shouldn't, fine. but I is do that like, like a Bethesda. Red that is it's, it's Bethesda. It's Bethesda. Yeah. So um, I'm a big fan of Bethesda games in a way, right? Like it's hard to say that I love them or anything, but I have a good time playing them. And uh, Starfield, you look at it, and it's I don't know the the ship mechanics and stuff. I can feel it, 
right? I can feel how that could be cool. And I'm hoping that they focus more on that and not on the super janky Fallout uh, 3 shooting that we're seeing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, the one, the one thing that, like, I wish they had in Starfield was more, like, alien presence that you see in, like, Mass Effect. Hmm. Um, that was something I felt was kind of like I, I kind of was wanting that. You, you don't want Bethesda designed alien races. I do. They're I'm just, not going to pre-order it for what it's worth. <laughs> they're just going to be blue oh, yeah, humans, and they're all going to talk with their eyebrows going up like this every four words because that's the only emote they have. Is just mm. is that? Yeah, that's right. Ain't no problem. Ain't um, no problem. I I hope I'm wrong about Starfield, but I that that is like the Xbox's last savior of a game. Yeah. Uh, as far as like. Phil it's Spencer, true. like he, he is gone if that does not land. Like yeah. there's there's no other way at this point. It's yeah. been you know shortcoming or failure after shortcoming or failure, and I I don't want that to be the case. But when you have to go on and apologize because your internal reviews for Redfall were too high, yeah. I you know I don't have faith that a game coming out uh, in Xbox Game Pass technically release alpha uh, in September. I don't believe it. I just yeah. I from the day that they announced that it was getting an early Game Pass launch, like the the whole reason that Bethesda works with the idea of Game Pass and being an Xbox company is their games already launched unfinished anyway. So yeah. launching unfinished is what every Game Pass game does now. Sea of Thieves took four years to be a video game. Yeah, like it's just it's I I, hmm. I was a founder for that right. They sent me a, a a key to try it out. Rare did, and I remember going in and going, okay, but where's the game? What do I do? Yeah. Right. Like all you could do at that point was get on a boat and get off a boat. That was it. Yeah. They had skeleton enemies that would pop up occasionally. And that but one there was set, nothing else. Yeah. There were no other enemies. Uh, like, no, nah, man, I, I bought Sea of Thieves. That was the last Xbox game I will ever buy. Like, mm. I'm done. Internal I have game reviews. Pass. They have an internal review process that most studio or most uh, publishers have where they'll uh put together like sample reviews that they expect to get a certain Metascore based on early preview stuff. And their expected Metascore was somewhere in the 70s. And they were okay with that for one, even though that was like the game that they were saying was the savior. They were marketing it as this big thing. They knew going in that it was like at best a 75 Metascore type game. And that was with the promise that they would fix things compared to a year prior. Which uh, grimy. they did not. It grimy. Got, it's on like a 56, I think, right now. I, I checked yesterday because I was looking at um, a thing came out yesterday where there was some some faux concern that Sony has an internal policy, according to a former God of War art director, that they expect 90s on Metacritic now and that they tell you, you can delay as long as you need to. We, we want good games. You have like, don't rush. You have our support. And... There, I saw some concern about that, and I was like, "You realize that there's two X, uh, two PlayStation games that have 90s in like the last decade, right? Like it's it's Uncharted, it's The Last of Us, and it's God of War and Ragnarok. Horizons an 88. No Insomniac game has been a 91 since 2009, uh, mm. 90 or above rather. Uh, like Spider Man was like an 87 or something like that, 85. Really? Miles was like an 83. Ghost of Tsushima was an 83, which is a travesty." For that game. I had to look, yeah. and this is why Redfall comes up to that. I had to look to make sure that Days Gone was not higher than Ghost of Tsushima, because I was afraid that it might be. That's a, That'd be a massive L. And Because be you know that Days Gone could read as an 8 out of 10 kind of game to a lot of critics. Really you know could. how critics yeah. do. Yeah. And thankfully, you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Days Gone? Like yeah. the one with Deacon St. John. Yeah. The one with the, yeah. the, one with the guy who was playing Craven, who was Boozer in that game. 
No yeah, way. Boozer. Um, dude, no way. No way. It's exactly it, it's dude, it's way. exactly the kind of game. If Ghost of Tsushima got an 83, like if they're like if they're gonna pivot around that every open world game has a certain score threshold, a score a score max or a score minimum, when Ghost of Tsushima is one of the only things that uh, uh, really like changed how open world games can be consumed. A year before that, Days Gone, hundred percent could have gotten something in the mid eighties. Thankfully, yeah, it did. I, Thankfully, it's like in the seventies, like seventy one or something like that. I was gonna say, I have a hard time believing something that generic would get. That's exactly oh, yeah. why. That's exactly you why. Think, it's because it's the kind of so? thing Are that people... would appeal to enough people that they would go, "Oh yeah, it's pretty good actually." Assassin's Creed gets that reliable... unadventurous. Assassin's Creed reliably gets high eighties. Yeah. And those games are, I, I, I hate to be so uh, broad, but those games are the same every year. Every year. Like, yeah. it's Call of Duty gets the high 80s, 90s range. Though That's because uh, of the multiplayer more than the, the set pieces, but it, it's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. L. And and so anyway, I, I that came into mind because of that, but I, I to close that thought off, I was surprised that people actually took that as a serious they're demanding that, and that's why they don't make small games anymore. When they Returnal is one of their highest-rated games in recent memory, and that game was small. Like that's a small, yeah. low-budget game. You know, they they don't care that much. They just say that we want you to aim for quality because that's what uh, that's what their that's what their design ethos has been as a publisher is make quality, and people will buy all of them. Like they'll continue mm-hmm. to buy the the brand. Um, yep. Which brings me to mine, actually. Uh, speaking of by the brand, James Gunn's DC. Oh, okay. Intriguing, yeah. No, you're James right. Gunn, I, I see yeah. the concerns immediately, it's, and yeah, I also it's see James the hype. Gunn. Yep. So I'm mm-hmm. hyped, but it's DC, so I'm not. Mm-hmm. And like, right. Yeah. What he did with Peacemaker was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything he's Absolutely touched has been incredible. gold. Uh, the, so the, far. The Guardian exactly. stuff was great. Yep. Um, but you, boy, DC, what do you do with it? And um, I mean, as soon as he got in there, he fired Henry Cavill. Uh, that's like a kind of a yeah, that. flag on on that for me. I don't know. I don't know. Which is weird because there was a, a Henry Cavill cameo recorded for Flash 2, I think. And they yes. cut that. Yeah, there yeah. was. Um, and he was going to be in, um, I want to say Batgirl, the movie Batgirl. I don't think it was Batgirl. I think oh, it was the one another that cut- Batman. It was going to be in something. Yeah. And he came back in. Oh, Black Black Adam, the That's movie what, yeah. nobody, Cause, cause the, that, nobody yeah, that remembered. Because The Rock was doing his big push to become the star of the DC and the owner of the DC universe uh, yeah. as a, as a yeah. creative lead. And then that bombed. And he now has had his worst year uh, in longtime memory yeah. um, <sighs> because of yeah. that. Because he was like, I'm Black Adam. I'm not going to fight Shazam. I'm gonna. I should be fighting Superman, even though Black Adam is a Shazam character. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's that's so like. What direction? Like, what could I just you want... possibly want out of Superman that Henry Cavill was not delivering? Well, I, I so know. I I almost think actually that he might still be back because he got pulled out of I Witcher hope. suddenly, and that was right around the time the DC changeover happened. So my theory is that there is an animated Superman movie that has a new actor. I'm I'm almost wondering if they're working and negotiating to bring Cable back. Is it Cable or Cavill? I thought it was Cable. I think it's I've Cable. Always said, 
I've always said I got, Cavill. I always said Cavill, I always said yeah. Cavill, and then someone said Cavill in like an official press, and so I started saying Cavill because I assumed it was right. Anyway, um, Henry C. It's, it's Cavill. Henry it's C. Cavill. Or H. Cavill. Um, <laughs> I could see him wanting a bit more creative license or creative like guarantees for him to come mm-hmm. back, and that maybe yeah. that's part of the 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 process is that they're negotiating that mm-hmm. out now. I could see that because that's fair. Jane, I hadn't considered him being. The one doing Instagram. Because he, he was that. pissed off about Witcher. Like, he was and like, oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. And rightly so. There, what yeah. they did yeah. to that is disgusting. Yeah. I, I love season one. Yes. Yes. It's really I, bad. I will scream that. It, season, season one, I liked a lot. And then season two, I was like hyped for. And then it just, there was one point where I was like, this, this, everything feels wrong. And then it just kept going more down, down, down. And I was uh, like, no. I'm, I, I can't go into it. I but, almost don't mm. believe they're actually doing another season with um the Hemsworth Liam brother. Hemsworth, yeah. I, I almost yeah. I, I almost think <laughs> this one's being... gonna fail. It's gonna be such a bad re- Netflix yeah. will yeah. cancel it. Like I almost Nobody's think they'll cancel it ahead it. of time. Yeah. Simply because why even put in the work? You know it's canceled. Yep, it's canceled. Well, yeah. Like hundred percent. You're, expect, you're well, expecting Netflix to know what they're doing. I was so. gonna say, sure, yeah, but they're they're very cancel happy. Like they're very cancel happy. Why put in yeah. forty million dollars or more to to make a season of a show? Um, I don't think there's a tax write off purpose for that. No, that's not for fair. Them, I mean, but least. they still they kept Big Mouth going. That's like, very different than, than recasting going. the lead actor in a show that's already failing creatively yeah oh re- okay 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 yeah, he, okay. yeah he's in recast henry oh, henry, that's an L. Yeah, henry just, c here's is, what happened is Nico. You go, go, go. right so um he is on the witcher uh there are reports that he's not getting along with the directors and showrunners right next thing you know he gets fired turns out the reason why he was uh removed from the witcher is because he wanted to maintain authenticity towards the source material because he's right, a he's big a witcher fan yeah he's a huge yeah. gamer right he's yeah. got one of the biggest warhammer 40k uh collections on the east coast or something yeah right yeah, yeah. and like he he's this big big gamer huge into sapkowski's work for the witcher he's a big mm-hmm. fan that's why he he you know went in and, and uh got involved in this was i'm gonna play Geralt, but i'm gonna play yeah. Geralt, and um they wanted to i remember there was an interview with with one of the showrunners and uh they were like he kept saying that he didn't appreciate us taking our own creative licenses and it's like well yeah you're working with an adaptation of like uh uh serious source material so he had a lot of fights with them because of that and then they just finally got tired of him and pulled it off and then after that they released season three or they will be releasing yeah, season yeah, three soon. yeah they're right. going to and i don't see anybody watching it if you know that the the actor had I, so many problems with their creative authenticity there was a summer games fest thing where they brought in a witcher trailer with with henry c in it and i was like yeah. wait why are you even why yeah. like we the mm-hmm. writing is on the wall i didn't know that he was fired i thought he left as like a poll like i thought he like pulled the rank and said i'm out and then they tried mm-hmm. to like spin it as we replaced him which might might no, still no, be what it was, is but yeah he know. was fired as okay. far as yeah yeah like okay. they said we are removing him because of creative differences he's okay. been too difficult to work with okay that's yeah. still that still could be them saying like saving face like, sure no you're fired and he, maybe you know if you if you're an actor in hollywood you're not going to argue yeah mm-hmm. yeah no yeah, you need the it, work, but still, yeah. awful. Who watches it now? 
It was so bad. So bad. And there was like, there was an interview that he did where he was like, yeah, they like wanted to make a joke during this moment. I, I can't go into spoilers, but he's like, oh, during a very, a-, a very serious death. Right? Yeah. And he's like, like a death that honestly shouldn't have even been in the show. And they decided yeah. to kill a character. Right. Uh, yeah. And then he was an like, well, not only that, but then they want, they wrote in like a joke. They Think MCU in, like, level joke. Yes. Right? Oh my like God. A, he's right behind me, isn't he? Right. So, oh, that's oh, like that, a, so that happened. <laughs> and and that's what they wanted to do. And he yeah, was like, and he no. refused. He refused. He was like, no, we are doing it this way. Man. Or that's it. Maybe not in those exact terms, but he was like, we need, we need to actually give this the proper emotion it deserves. Yeah. So to spin those, this, those writers ahead. sound a lot like me during a D&D session. Anyway, continue, Kevin. No, oh, no, you're uh, better. Next week's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about oh, yeah. D&D and tabletop games. I'm not looking forward to it, but you should. Um, <laughs> so what I was going to say is to try and end this on a, a bit of a positive note to to come back oh, yes. to the DC James Gunn thing, because this has been a very ranty podcast and usually uh, more more critical or negative even than we usually are. Um, in a good way, didn't I? I've had a lot of fun today, but you know, we say all this stuff out of love, hype responsibly, etc. Um, mm-hmm. But to end it on a positive note, I, I'm hopeful that James Gunn can pull it off. I'm hopeful that, yeah, because uh, it's not just him. There's also another like uh, creative lead that's with him. I don't remember his name, Peter something maybe, um, but someone who was part of DC already that has a very good mind for the the, the source material and whatnot. Um, my main hiccup with with James Gunn's DC is that they now are doing an Amanda Waller show before Peacemaker so that he can come back for Peacemaker season two. And I just want more Peacemaker. Like, yeah. I don't think you should hold that off because John Cena, he'll be back because he's John Cena. He's loyal as hell. But you should mm-hmm. not sit on a John Cena project because it's a matter of time, especially with The Rock uh, now currently slowing down in terms of pull. Like, Cena is, like, the, the mixture of The Rock and Batista as far as wrestling actors go. He's, like, right there ready to explode. And We need him to the moon. We need Cena to like, the moon. to the point that he's functionally retired. Like, he's, he's pretty much done And as yep. far as wrestling goes. And for him to do that when he was so loyal for so long, like, he, he's ready to take that leap. And if you wait, we don't get more Peacemaker. And I want, yeah. I want more Peacemaker. I also want more Peacemaker. I want more Freddie Stroma too. Selfishly, mm-hmm. I really like I that think, guy. I think the rest of the cast is in the Waller show, besides Cena. Okay, because they because they didn't good. want Cena to. I think James Gunn wants to write and direct that season, but he's busy now saving DC. That's so fair. I think yeah. he's packed up with that, and like, there's like ten movies he wants out in the next few years, but it's a long process. Like, yeah. Anyway, do we have? Anything else we want to throw out there before we call it a podcast t- today? No, just again, hype responsibly, as you said. Um, this is definitely yeah. a, a thing where if you're going to do a pre order because you see those bonuses and you're like, oh man, I really want that cool custom cow, then buy it the day before it comes out after the reviews mm-hmm. are out. Yeah. You know, wait for it. Don't waste your money. And, um, you know, it's cool and fun to get excited about these things. I watched them. I went and watched every one of these trailers, and half of them were <laughs> fucking stupid. But yeah, yeah. I'm still watching. I'm going, oh man, you know what this reminds me of, and and having a good time. Yeah. Um, and I'm part of that. I mean, God, we we are, you know, by all accounts, influencers who who will sometimes hype things to you, and uh, you know, you should still hype responsibly. Yeah. 
hundred percent. Don't. What I've always said is, don't let uh, my opinion substitute for your experience. Yeah. Because um, that's a very common thing that happens in in influencer or creator culture. Um, but I think that's that's a good place to end off. What a great podcast! I hope you agree. Yeah. Wow. Good job, us. Wow. Good uh, work, boys. Let's, yeah. Let's do the plugs, Nico. You have All a big right. plug. Yeah. So speaking of um, plugging things responsibly, uh, I released a record on Friday. Um, it is out everywhere. It's on YouTube for free if you don't have uh, if you don't have Spotify, Apple Music, um, title, Amazon, all of that. It is everywhere. Uh, it is called "No New Thoughts" uh, by me. All hail buckets, and um, if I don't post the link in the crub chat right now i will get it to you later it'll be but, in the uh, show notes if you're watching uh on friday or listening on friday on audio realms uh we will post it in the chat in just a minute for the post show uh here on yeah. twitch again reminder exclusive pre and pro pre and post shows on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash crub underscore official sean what you got going on so i just released a video on snow levels uh and i'm going to be making a video on sly cooper but I wanted to give a shout out to my brother's band since uh, I'm wearing their shirt right now. Uh, they're called Over the Weather. It's one word and they're very good. And I, you know, I want to use my platform to shout out others that I think are really talented. So they're definitely one of them. Uh, go give them a listen on Spotify. Obviously, after you listen to uh, Buckets' music yeah, do it in order. first. Yeah. Which actually, yeah, if you like Over the Weather, you'll like Old Neon as well. They're um, my buddy's band who featured on my record. Um, so if you like that, if you like the one feature that's on that record, go check out Sean's brother's band, Over the Weather, and my friend's band, Old Neon. So, Yeah. yeah. M, Moriarty? do you have any places you want to plug? I got nothing. Great. I got nothing, I, man. Like, I'm working on a video. I've been working on it for, like, four months. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> could have just given, could have just given like, a... You could find me at uh, at Moriarty. It's M, bunch of letters. You could have done that. You, you could have done uh, that. Yeah. You could have done that. You could have done anything. No? You Kevin, know, my YouTube is really cool. That's true. Oh, that's true. At really cool oh, is yeah. his YouTube handle. At really cool. So, check Kevin, that out. where can we find you? You could find me everywhere at, at the Golden Bolt. Um, I don't have a big project to plug just yet uh, i did release in the last few weeks a video on the futurama video game which was a uh an episode of the show video. yeah really interesting video about the officially written episode of the show that was written to be a video game and then turned into like the lost episode of the show that came out after the finale of the original run um before it came back on um dvd with the with the movies i also released a video on portable gta games uh, so all of the handheld ones, um, give that one a watch if you like a GTA, but like good GTA and not the, the definitive trilogy. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's just about everything I've got. I'm sure I'll have something else uh, to plug next week on the podcast. So Sick nasty. Yeah. Um, with all of that, we thank you very much for watching. We thank you for um, being one of our Crubscribers, hopefully. If you're not, make sure you hit that Crubscribe button. It's spelled wrong, but it's there. Uh, follow on all platforms if you can. Um, like I said, we're at Crub Official on everything except for Twitch, where there's an underscore in between Crub and Official. And uh, we will see you next time with uh, myself, 
All hail Buckets, JTart9, and Chris Mikanos fan, right? That's our four? Yep. And maybe Trav. Uh, Trav, Trav had tech issues, but we'll see. He, he might still be dead. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye.